Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What is going on, everyone? And welcome along to the Super Rugby Preview Show. It's a big weekend. It's a huge weekend. It's the biggest weekend of the season because... It's finals weekend. That's right. Super Rugby Aotearoa and Super Rugby AU both pitting up their two best teams against each other this weekend. And today we are here to bring you our thoughts, predictions and previews of what we think may happen in these two top clashes from each side of the Tasman. And of course, we won't be doing it alone. You guys are going to be in there in the comments as well, giving us your thoughts on what you think is going to happen this weekend. And of course, we have our regular man back on the show, Shane, from the beautiful land of Australia, wearing his outstanding Queensland red shirt. He's getting nice and patriotic. My team's not in it this weekend. I have to wait till next weekend, which we'll talk about later on. But Shane, welcome back, good sir. It's finals time. How excited are you? Oh, mate. Grand final super rugby time always brings the chills down the spine, literally, because it's quite cold here. Um, but um, it, it's, um, it's, it's really, you know, it's exciting. The Reds are playing in, in the second final in a row against the Brumbies. We all know the classic games they're put on. It's Australia's best rivalry now. And the Chiefs and the Crusaders, uh, well done to the Chiefs. Firstly, for beating the Crusaders during the preliminary round and doing the competition a great favour, but well done to the Crusaders as well. Um, They certainly have shown why they are New Zealand's best side. So it is all exciting and and just the way we like it, rugby, celebration of life and the great sport itself. You've just summed up the whole show. Uh, We're done. (laughs) Moving on next (laughs) week. We've already got support. Look at this. In the comments, Rico going saying, go Crusaders. We've got a Crusaders fan already um, piping up there with his team wanting another Super Rugby title. But, of course, it is over the side that we do start off, and it is game number one of the weekend of only two, Super Rugby Aotearoa. You've talked a little bit about it already. Crusaders at home. The Chiefs, I think they deserve to be talked about first because this Chiefs side, like you said, you, you brought it in beautifully they changed this competition, didn't they? This competition was going, and I remember we talked about it, I don't know, six weeks ago maybe, saying we're going for a Reds-Brumbies-Crusaders-Blues final. 
in these two competitions. Sure, in Australia, I mean, the force completely changed things there, but we'll get to them later. But here in New Zealand, the Chiefs, they completely changed the whole complex of Super Rugby Aotearoa, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They were playing the, the rural style of rugby that they always do, a square of the pitch. Um, and uh, Mackenzie in some really good form. And I'm a rural bloke. And the, the Chiefs, they're a rural side. So, oh, mate, I'm really proud of them. They've You're turned not the wrong. McKenzie's around. been the man to turn them around, hasn't he? He's been, he's been the key guy. Yeah, he has. And, and, mate, that Ford pack then got stuck in behind him. And it only takes one person to say, mate, follow me. And the rest of the team come together. And, um, you know, knocking off the Crusaders was there. Um, their start to start to make this role so that they could play them again in this final. Oh, mate, that's that's just a hell of an effort. Uh, completely, yeah. And what I like about the Chiefs too, securing that place around early, um, which you know, some people have found a bit of a downer on the competition, but last weekend against the Blues, throwing out all those youngsters and showing that development. And, and boy, there's some real skill and ability in in that franchise, in that whole squad, that the future looks really, really bright for them. But this week, they have completely gone back to the team that led them there as well. We might as well take now to look at these two sides that are going head-to-head. The Crusaders, of course, at home. It is at the uh, very amazingly named Orange Theory Stadium in Christchurch. So home game for the Crusaders, of course, finishing top of that Super Rugby Aotearoa table. Um, They have named just one change to their side for this weekend's big final, and it's not even in the starting lineup, but it's on the bench. They welcome back a man who we'd all probably forgotten about a little bit over the season. Braden Enor comes back into the team in 23, which means the starting 15 remains the same for this weekend's matchup. George Bauer, Cody Taylor, and Michael Toa are their front row. Scott Barrett and Sam Whitelock in the middle of that pack. Ethan Blackadder, Sione Havili, and Cullen Grace wears number eight at the back of the pack. Mitch Drummond, he gets nod at nine this week. And Richie Mawanga, of course, outside him. David Havili, he keeps that 12. And Lester Fanganuku keeps 13. A makeshift midfield combination, but it's worked so far for the Crusaders at this latter part of the competition. But if anything, an area I think will be a bit of a target as it has in past weeks. George Bridge will be on the left wing, Seven Reese the right, and Will Jordan keeps his place in that number 15 jumper. Up against them, the Chiefs. We won't even talk about how many changes they've made because we've seen what last week was. It was a match to go out there and express the depth of this union. Now they're back with their top team. Aiden Ross, Samasoni Takiaho, and Angus Tartvel in that front row. Tupuvai and Mitch Brown in the second row. Peter Gus Soakula, who was fantastic uh, last week for the Chiefs, retains his spot. He wears six this week, and he partners up with Lachlan Beauchere and Luke Jacobson in the rest of that back row. Brad Webber and Bryn Gatlin, who starts in a 10 in the other halves combination. Alex Nankerville and Anton in at Brown in midfield. Attending Nano Satoru, the twinkle toes on the left wing, and Jonah Lowe, who is impressive in the latter part of the season at 14. And the man we've already spoken to, so key in the side, is Damien McKenzie. Of course, the Crusaders, so tough to beat, so hard to beat into a final. This is a team that knows how to win this game. The Chiefs have to look at this, and they have to look at that Crusaders team. And I, I've picked out that midfield as somewhere we've really seen the struggle in those recent weeks. But for you, Shane, where do the Chiefs look at this Crusaders team, and where do they not want to really set this team down? Where they want to avoid from the Crusaders, and where should they attack this Crusaders side? Firstly, 
Bob Dwyer always believed in um, forward dominance when he was Wallabies coach. So he got to dominate the forwards, and that means back row, defence, back row, with the footy in hand, back row, the breakdown, back row everywhere. Front row <laughs> even put the back rowers there as well. Create a whole new row of back rowers. Um <laughs> Bad pun, but um, but seriously, forward dominance. If you don't have your forwards going forward and doing the doing the hard yards and defence and getting the turnovers, you got nothing. That won't help your backs. Your backs have got to really match. And and the, the back lines, I've got to say, Stephen, almost even. Um, it's where Mackenzie has to have one more good game in him. Before and I'm sure he will have more good games. Trans Tasman's coming up, so. Um, but one more good game in this this derby season that's about to end, and that's key. I'll tell you what, though, you make a few mistakes, and the Crusaders will punish you. Um, so they're the key areas, and if you can control, sometimes you have to have faster pace. Sometimes you have to slow the pace down with, with with your running options. And um it's when the pace gets too fast that Damien makes a lot of mistakes. So that's where he's got to temper his act a little bit. Um he's got to move from perhaps Charlie Chaplin to um something else, maybe a John Cleese. Um to just temper his act. Um because he can't afford to be Peter Sellers out there. <laughs> oh dearie me yeah you're not wrong about that he's key I mean, there's a lot of talk about McKenzie and and how much he means to this team and how good of a season he's had after those injury worries a couple of years ago and bringing back into his game uh now he is back there of course and he is a massive part for the side going into this grand final as well it's a massive underdog there's no real question about this like there is in Australia it, it's you know there's a bit of contention on that one but here Crusaders Huge favourites in anywhere but the Waikato. And it's hard to really disagree with that sort of sentiment, is it? The Crusaders, this is their game to lose. As good as the Chiefs have been. And yes, the Chiefs have already beaten them. The Highlanders beat them. Um, but the Crusaders, they are a championship winning team. And this is a part of the season uh, where they come into their own. So I I struggle to see but them having a shocking game like they really did against, like especially the Highlanders. I thought they had an absolute nightmare of a match in that game, and, and the Highlanders really played well, and confidence uh, breeds a different thing. Um, but for that Chiefs side, last week, they've ultimately, a lot of their players have had the week off as well. They'll be nicely rested. Um, we've seen the Crusaders. They've obviously had a week off, nicely rested for this final. It's all come down to this ultimate matchup. Two rested teams, top of their game, full of confidence. I mean... Are you game to go with the the underdog in this one? Well, I wish they could. Um, mm. I think we might be looking at the preview of the Trans-Tasman final in Ooh. these two sides as well. Um, look, I'm going to go with the Crusaders by five. I still think it'll be a good game. I just think, though, the Crusaders' defence will be what keeps them up, not just their brilliant attack. Um, I think it'll be their D. Um, but good luck to the Chiefs. They've they they've bought this competition alive. We don't want to see as good a 
side of the Crusaders are, I hate them, but um, <laughs> as good as they are, as, and they are a wonderful side, um, you know, it is good to see that this wasn't a competition that was so lopsided. Um, it was competitive. The Highlanders, even, you know, your, your beloved blokes from Dunedin beat them, mate. So um, it wasn't a one-sided competition. It, Super Rugby Aotearoa is still the gold standard of the two Super Rugby competitions as, as much as I love what we do over here in Australia and we do it all right, I suppose. But, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, look, hope it's a good game. But Crusaders by five for me, matey. Yeah, I think what's going to be key is what I briefly talked about at the start was that bench and the, the strength off the bench. The, the Crusaders lose very little with a lot of their bench replacements. You've got a, a Mitchell Dunshay, a Tom Sanders, or a Bryn Hall, um, and a Brad Nenor now as well coming off that bench that are all, you know, that's a good portion of your bench that's going to come on and generally a really, really good high-quality level of player as well that's not going to lose you out anything in that team. Chiefs getting there, maybe not so much though. Uh, Natoa Akoi, I think, will be a big impact off the bench. We've seen Zane Capelli last week have a really, really impactful game, um, starting getting some game time straight off the whistle. And Chase Tiati are probably the guys, Nafalao as well, another one in that front row, um, who have been really good as well. Ollie Norris, solid little player, but impact off the bench. Crusaders do that very, very well. So later on this game, leading on from what you've said, Shane, this is going to be close. It's going to be an exciting game. It's going to be tight. Um, but I think the Crusaders, come crunch time, it's still hard to put it against them, isn't it? I think they're going to come way for a win. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be close, like you say, as well. I'm going to go even closer. I'm going to go by three points. Three points. That's what the margin's going to be. And um, what's the chances? Here you go. Put on your, your TAB hat for this one. There's a thing going around at the moment. Okay, it's, I don't know if it's still on Wikipedia, uh, but it does say rugby, a game where you play for 79 minutes and then get beaten by Damien McKenzie at the end. What's the chances of McKenzie getting another match winner after the 80-minute buzzer against the Crusaders? He's done it to about every team this season. Can he do it in that highest level of a Super Rugby final? How? What are you putting your odds on that happening? Well, I'm not a betting man, Steve, so I'll let uh, <laughs> people, people circulate their money the way they like to do so, responsibly, of course. Um, oh, look, mate, I tell you what, I will give up the hot chocolates for a week if you do, <laughs> if that happens. And I mean it. I really mean it. Um, and somebody in Tamworth has to keep me to account for that, but... Um, <laughs> I honestly, um, yeah, and people you're know, know how serious. much I love that stuff. It's serious when he's putting the hot chocolates on the line. We know it's serious then. <laughs> oh, because the thing I like about it, McKenzie's season, mm. in the past, you know, I've, I've been pretty critical of him. But this season you can tell, and, and I do like it, the way they say when he does that smile before he takes the kick, it's because he's reminding himself that he in, plays the game to enjoy the game and that it's fun. Now, I criticise him, bad form, out of position, whatever you like. Mentally, that guy's got it right. He's got a terrible haircut, but he's got it right in that mental side of the game. And that, I think, in his state mentally, takes so much pressure off him 
Although, you know, he doesn't get every kick. He doesn't win every game with it. But mentally, he's the sort of guy you can rely on. I think the Chiefs have got the right man in that sort of role for him as well. So I think it's going to be a cracker. I can't wait for it to get underway. Big final. Crusaders for me to win it. Chiefs, I would love it. I would love to see the big upset and really just change that whole domination dynamic that the Crusaders have on New Zealand rugby at the moment. It's time for a change, Shane. It's time to move on. Speaking of a change, let's flick over the ditch. Over to your side, Reds, Brumbies, Super Rugby AU Grand Final. Oh, boy. Your boys are there, Shane. They've done it. Now, we talked a little bit before we started um, streaming here. You've beaten them twice already. The Reds, 2-0 this season. It's the big dance. Can they do a third? Oh, my... Uh, I'll, I'm not. I have to keep. Uh, I want to get under the covers sometimes when it comes to the Brumbies because they scare. They scare me because they are still. I I still believe just as as good as the Crusaders in terms of Australia's best side. But uh, yeah, look, they are running into a red side again. This is a repeat of last year. The last three times they played um, was, well, the grand final and the two games this year all have been very, very close. Um, in fact, under six points, all three of them. Two-point wins to the Reds this year, um, a five-point win in the grand final last year to the Brumbies. So there isn't much between this side. What the Reds do very well is they can mix up their game. They can play old-school Australian like the Brumbies do. The Brumbies don't change their tactics. The Reds can vary it up a bit and play a little bit faster. Rennie-style, Chiefs-style rugby, um, where they can be a bit more square. Um, What the Reds have done over the last three years is build themselves into a position now where they're playing a final again. Um. And what we've all, what I've always said over the past three years when I've come on programs like this is, as I've said, that Queensland is the true heart of Australian rugby in terms of its traditional side. The Brumbies are Australia's, up amongst Australia's best. This is their eighth Super Rugby final. Um. So they're up there with the Crusaders in terms of how many finals. Crusaders have won many, many more titles, but um, these are two proud sides. Um, and, and they're coming together to play what I believe will be another thriller. Um, we're going to see attacking rugby. We're going to see hard defence. We're going to see two midfielders, <laughs> midfields, that are, are worthy of Wallabies jumpers. Um, so I've run out of superlatives. We're going to have a big crowd in Brisbane as well. It's going to be yeah, big, truly great. A big home crowd for the Reds as well, which that's going to be a massive, massive boost, getting that home advantage in their final, which is obviously the ultimate goal, isn't it? To get that home crowd behind you. And that can be your 16th man out there on the paddock. So that's going to be good. Big question though. We've seen the Reds. You talked a little bit about the the closeness of the games, but contrasting games. Uh, We got nearly 80 points in one and we struggled to get over 40 in the other. Do you reckon it's going to be a high scoring final or the team's going a bit more conservative and more concentrative on their defensive efforts this week? So I think it's going to be similar to 
last year's final, which was 28-23 to the Brumbies. So I can only expect that the winner's going to be in the middle 20s and the loser's probably going to be anything from 18 to about 20. But we're going to see it being fast-paced at times and we're going to see slow draw that Australian rugby can produce as well um, that can be effective sometimes, sometimes. Um, but uh, I know you're a Pacers fan behind there with, with the <laughs> NBA. Well, there was a great team before the Chicago Bulls with the Detroit Pistons, and I can tell you I reckon there's going to be some bad boys like defence um, in the middle there. So... Um, they like that sort of stuff, you know. That uh, we're just we're just missing the um, we're just missing the Isaiah Thomases and, and the like. Um, but I, I'm sure they can draw inspiration because it's going to be very physical. So, um, look, it's I think it's going to be around about the mid twenties that is going to win it. I don't so see it being a blowout. So similar to what we had in the last meeting between the two sides um, is the big call um, from Shane on that one. Right, let's have a look at the two sides um, and the selections that they made. There's some interesting ones, I think, with the Reds. Uh, we'll, we'll, we will talk about that as well. So starting off with this home team, the red side for this big grand final of Super Rugby AU, it is Fiora Futuaki of I always mess up his name as well. Futu Akai is at number one. Brendan Paingomosa at hooker. And Taliana Tupo wearing number three. Ryan Smith and Lucan Salakai Loto in the second row. Angus Scott Young, Fraser McWright and Harry Wilson are the back row. Tane McDermott, James O'Connor in the halves together. Hamish Stewart and Josh Fluke in the midfield. Uh, Jock Campbell and Jordan Pattaya on the wings with Bryce Hegarty at fullback for the Reds. More about them in a second. Let's have a look at the Brumbies team. A couple of changes in the side as well. Scott Seo, he comes into the team wearing one. And Lachlan Lonigan is alongside him in two. So there's no Fyanga in the starting lineup. Keep that in mind. Alan Alatala captains aside from the tight head. Darcy Swain and Caden Neville in the second row. Nick Frost starting at six. Highly touted second row. I'm surprised to see him there in the number six jumper. Rory Scott, seven. And Rob Valentini. Wearing number eight, Nick White, Noah Lolosio in those halves positions. Ira Simone and Liam Ikitao in midfield. Leo, uh, Tom Wright, I'll just about call him Liam Wright. That's a bit insulting for poor old Tom. Tom's on the left wing, uh, Andy Muir head on the right, and Tom Banks at fullback. Now, benches, big, big talk about benches. I talk about, you know, for the Brumbies, Flau Fuanga, he's on there. Henry Stowers, we talked a little about him beforehand. The former force player, where's he gone? Amazing with the Western Force. Now he's a Brumby. He gets his Brumbies debut off the bench in the grand final. And um, other guys you might expect to see big performances from Ryan Lonigan and Mac Hansen also on the bench for the Brumbies. Benches for the Reds. Boy, this is an amazing bench. I think we talked about the Crusaders bench being spectacular. Have a look at this Reds bench. Alex Murphy, Dane Zander, uh, Zane Nogora. Probably said that completely wrong as well. Uh, Siru Uru, Liam Wright, uh, Kalani Thomas, Isaac Henry, but Filippo Dalgunu as well. So take out a couple of those players, but the ability to bring on Murphy, Uru, Wright, and Dalgunu, benches is going to play a huge part in this game. Both sides have, have looked that clearly may change as their starting team to allow for massive impact in that second half. And you're going to see guys, I think, coming on pretty early, 40, 45 minutes into this final, 
and making that impact in that second 40 minutes of this match. It's a shame that Hunter Pasami is injured. Um, Indeed. But the power running off the Reds bench, wow. Well, you know, Steve, I like power running and big running and crashing through the middle. So that's 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 the Reds bench. But don't forget the the the, F, the impact that Brumby's bench could make too. The finishes are probably going to really decide it. It's it's going to be the hard work for sixty minutes from from the starters and then the finishes and whoever can virtually um, you know to use the great New Zealand band split ends um, stop the six months in a leaky boat. Um, just keep the defence under control. Uh, it's going to going to win. <laughs> All the references are coming out thick and fast here for this one. Oh, I'm, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what those. Oh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised for a guy like Fanger. I'm questioning whether there's something possibly related to him not playing, being able to play a, a longer stanza in that match, but. Brad Thorne's not a not a, a, a stupid man. He's a very smart, clever, um, big man. And to see him doing a change like Dalgunu off the bench just makes me intrigued as to the game plan because you know he's got something up his sleeve. And uh, Liam Wright's coming back from that long injury layoff as well. So that one I kind of understand. Uh, he'll come on for a good impact of 20 or 30 minutes. And Suru Uru, I think, has been probably the player of, uh, the whole competition, although he hasn't started all the games, I think he's been a fantastic impact starting, um, finishing this the games for the Reds. He's been just uh, a phenomenal, I think, uh, throughout the season for them. Um, but still, the Reds going, and they've liked it as well. O'Connor, Stewart, Higgity, three guys throughout that backline who can all play make. Brumbies, like you said, a little bit not so creative, a little bit more static. Um, but on their side, like you spoke about, that midfield, Simone and Nicky Tal have been fantastic. Those are going to be guys to watch. Uh, for me, that midfield battle is going to be huge. And, of course, that number 10 battle um, between your guys like O'Connor and, of course, Lolo Seo in those playmaking positions, that's going to be huge. They're my key guys along with that pack. Anyone you want to pick out to watch out for for this game that could make a real difference in the on the grand stage of Australian rugby? O'Connor. O'Connor, I believe, is the key to this game. Um for the Reds, I just see that redemption story, um, and um, you know, he's really come back, and he's listened to Brad Thorne, he's taken on his advice, and he's put his name on that ten jumper for the last year, mm. and deservedly deserve. Really, you know, if the Reds win, he'll be the Wallabies ten um, come Test match time. So. Um, although there's still Trans-Tasman trans to go after that. So who knows? But, um, yeah, look, for me, it's O'Connor. And mm -hmm. he, if O'Connor leads, forwards and back line will follow with crash running. Key man, definitely a key man for the Queensland Reds, that is for sure. Okay. Big, big decision time. Massive decision time. Are you going to back your boys? You're wearing the shirt. You've gone... 90% there, I would be utterly disappointed if you do not back your Reds to pick up this victory. In front of a big Queensland crowd, you have to know that this Reds and the Reds <laughs> jumper represents everything that is good in life. Whether you're a <laughs> tradesman, 
a labourer like me from the meat industry, a truck driver on the roads, running your small business and um, working hard for that steak dinner at night. And and I've got to say, I respect the Brumbies. They are cool dudes, and, and they are. Um, but, yes, everything that is good in life deserves a good winner, and I will go with the Reds. I will say there will be only one point in it. I think it will be a really close game. Um, I really, yeah, I'm I'm thrilled and really proud, even if they go down, um, of what this team has come to achieve. And I honestly believe, Steve, whichever team wins this match, no matter how close, they put themselves. The coach puts themselves in contention if Rennie doesn't work out for the Wallabies. I actually think this is a Wallabies job application for both those coaches, Brad Thorne and Dan McKellar. So I am going for the Reds in front of a huge Queensland crowd, and we all remember the last time there was a huge Queensland crowd, they beat the Crusaders, and uh, that was a good night also. So. Um, <laughs> We're going to see something pretty similar to what we saw in 2011, 10 years later, and hopefully on the anniversary of virtually the 10-year team, we're going to see the Reds do it again. That is a good memory. That fantastic memory. Um, wouldn't be quite as spectacular as probably beating the Crusaders, but a title win, surely the big thing. I agree with you. I can't go. I'm, I'm a fan of the Reds for probably last three or so, four years since they've rebuilt this side as to what they've become. But I just think they're the better team now. And throughout the season, they've been the better team. But I think the Brumbies have almost kind of played themselves broken, really, in, in this team now. They've, they've lost a lot of players throughout it. And I look at that side and say, this isn't the Brumbies team that would probably look at from the start of the season and go, this is a champion team. When you look at those guys and you know the, all the new names, the back line's fantastic, but I think they've lost a bit out of that pack. Um, especially that back row, um, new guys, newcomers coming through, crunch time of the season. I think the Reds, how they've got that, uh, just they're solid, they're consistent, and that's the main thing. Guys, they've done it all season long. They're still there doing it, and they're just getting better. And I think it's going to be a key, key difference winning that pack battle you talked about in Super Rugby Aotearoa, that big difference in that final. I think the Reds are going to smash this back line, similar forward packs, it's going to be all the Reds every day. I've got them to pick this one up. But I'm, I'm going by one. I'm going by six. Reds to win it by six points. That is it. Grand final. It's going to be all red. Red and Reds and the Crusaders. How about that? Um, and that is it. That's our little preview for the show. Another one done, Shane. Another, it's another season done almost before it all ends this weekend. And then next weekend, we start a new. Super Rugby Trans-Tasman next weekend. That kicks off, and it kicks off the Highlanders hosting the Reds uh, in Dunedin as well, which should be a cracker to start off the whole competition. But to wrap up, Shane, looking forward past these grand finals, we're going to be celebrating two champions, but then they clash. What are your thoughts going in Super Rugby Trans-Tasman? You know, the um, amazing, I guess, clash between these two countries now that we can travel between to be able to see them, to be able to play against Australia, against New Zealand 
It's great for rugby. It's great for the game. Um, but it's also great for fans, isn't it? So what are you looking forward to? What are you expecting from this competition? Well, a whole raft of teams in the Waratahs are going to be um, part of this competition. <laughs> so um, it was a... Um, it's... <laughs> But in all honesty, you know, five Australian sides, five New Zealand sides, it's going to be a test. Um, you know, I still believe that the Super Rugby Artero, please forgive my um, pronunciations, it's not as solid. Um, I think the New Zealand competition is um, a better competition than, than Australia's, um, as much as I enjoy the way we play our bland style of rugby at times. Um, I, but having said that, we have every right to come forward and, and test ourselves against the best and see where our results are. And for me, looking at this competition coming up, um, nevertheless, we've still got our grand finals to play this Saturday night. Um is how competitive can we be? And and for me, in the twenty-five or you know potential twenty-sixth game, if if an Australian side makes that final against a New Zealand side, it's not so much the win-loss ratio that I'm looking at. It's how competitive can they be? And and you know we can see cracking games that have five or six points separation in them, and and I think. What New Zealand fans are saying and what I am saying and, and a lot of other Australian fans are saying is if you go down, go down having a good crack at it. And I think that, um, you know, so it's going to be absolutely intriguing seeing back-to-back-to-back-to-back games of um, of Australia versus New Zealand sides and, um, and well done to... Both the organisations, the Super Rugby Aotearoa and, and Super Rugby AU, for getting this on the ground. Ten teams, um, five weeks more of rugby, um, heading into our test seasons as well. Yep, five games every weekend, five big clashes, New Zealand versus Australia. It's worthy to be looking forward to, but the big question, Shane, how many, or no, not how many, That that's a bit harsh, Chances or likelihood, do you think the Australian teams are going to get a few victories against the New Zealand counterparts? Teams like the Western Force, like the Rebels, and of course the Reds and the Brumbies, big chances, I think, especially the Reds, um, who play probably the most like New Zealand sort of style. They can turn it on when they want to and really get expansive and exciting while still being brutal in defence when they play their own game. Chances of wins, do you think we're going to see a few Aussie victories over the season? Mm. This is where it gets a little more intriguing. (laughs) I'm looking back at the Super Rugby records, particularly from, say, about 2015 to 2020 before we went to domestic competitions because of the situations we're we're still facing. The... there were, it's it's about the Australian performances. Now there were seven wins by Australia against New Zealand opposition in 2015. Two of them were away, five of them were at home. If I can get that stat right, I think the the Rebels beat the Crusaders on opening night in 2015. 
um, the Waratahs beat the Hurricanes at Windy Wellington, um, and um, they beat the Blues and the Crusaders at home. The Waratahs did. The Rebels beat the um, Chiefs and the Blues at home. Um, and the other win was by the Brumbies against the Highlanders in Canberra. There was a lot of, quite a few other closer sort of games as well in, in between that. We go to 2016, there was only three wins. Um, all home victories, if I can remember correctly. Um, the Reds beat the Highlanders. The Brumbies beat the Hurricanes on opening night. And um, the Waratahs beat the Chiefs. 2017, there was no wins, six <laughs> bonus point losses, and several close to close to seven points. I think there was a couple of nine point losses by the the force. Um, 2018, the Rebels actually beat the Blues in, in New Zealand in in Eden Park, which is rare for an Australian side to win at Eden Park. I tell you, <laughs> but uh, they did it. Um, wish the Wallabies did that, but um, <laughs> so so we're looking at we're looking at all these results. We're collating them and we're seeing where they're at. Now, actually, probably twenty twenty was looking like a a good year for Australia. They'd won a couple of home games. Mm. Um, sorry, they'd won a couple of away games, but the results seem to be Stephen, and and I know that the um, Waratahs beat the Crusaders in twenty nineteen. So they were the last team to beat the Crusaders from an Australian perspective. But if we look at all these results, we tabulate them and we see that winning away, you've got to win in New Zealand. You've got to, or at least be competitive. It's the competitive nature of Australian rugby against New Zealand sides has been severely lacking at times. And it's, whether it was because of the way Super Rugby was structured and, and it had to come back to other teams. Now, we obviously, the South Africans have left us. So without me rambling on any further, I think it's it's going to be hard to see how many wins. I'd be happy with about five or six wins. If they do well, Australian sides seem to do better against the North Island sides, I find. Um, than the South Island side of the Crusaders and, and the Highlanders. And maybe that's because of crowds or well, the fact that Crusaders are the gold standard. But I'd be happy if they competed against three of the five New Zealand sides um, and, and got wins there and were relatively gave, gave an even amount for 80 minutes against the South, South Island side. So we'll see what happens. I think Australia is in a lot better state than it was 2018, 2019 now. There's a lot better. I think it's a lot stronger. Um, I think the biggest thing about it is that those teams have learned to win. The Force have learned to win. The Reds have learned to win. The Brumbies knew how to win. They're probably the only one that get away with that mental state of knowing how to win. The Waratahs have forgotten how to win, so we won't even count them. But the other sides know how to win now. Playing against other Australian teams, they've got victories. The force will be full of confidence. The Reds and the Brummies are going to be full of confidence as well. And the Rebels always seem to like go out like they've got a point to prove because of the whole situation surrounding their club, much like the force. So I think that there's a lot to go out there for. I think that there are a lot better teams, a lot better players. Um, 
and to be fair, some of them are a better coach now as well. The, the development of that Reds team, you know, they, they're really looking good. And like you say, future Wallaby coaches in this grand final. I think I think I'm going to see a good competitive competition. And I'm excited to see what the teams like the Reds can do. I think the Force are a team, the way that they play, can can hiccup sides. The Crusaders, I just had a look at the fixtures there while you are talking. And the Crusaders going to play the Force in Perth is a fixture that the, the Force generally do quite well. And unfortunately... They're playing it in Christchurch, which is a real shame because I thought that was a game in, in history gone by. The Force tend to do pretty well against the Crusaders. We've seen a couple of shock wins over that side against the Crusaders from the Force. So I'm excited for what's coming up. It should be an exciting competition. I hope we do get to see some good results uh, and some good competitive games, which I'm sure we are going to see things a lot more even than I think a lot of people on this side of the Tasman think that we are going to see. I, I can't see it being a complete whitewash. There's going to be competition and massive results, um, especially with New Zealand sides facing a lot of injuries at the moment too, uh, weakening their teams in some, some way. So should be good. And that's all starting next weekend as well. But of course, first things first, big finals this weekend. Shane, we've rambled on far too long like we always do. Anything you want to add about this weekend before we wrap up um, and look forward to the matches? Grill, canola oil, <laughs> results, eat rugby. Repeat. <laughs> Repeat. <laughs> back to back as well. Both on Saturday night. Um, Super Rugby Altered All first. Then Super Rugby AU following straight after. Make sure you're there for the games. Do not miss it. Make sure to have your say as well. Hit us up on Twitter and all those sort of things. It's been great throughout the season, Shane. And um, we'll see what happens with Super Rugby Trans Tasman in the future. But for the final, thanks for joining us, everyone. And we will see you all next time. Until then, though, take care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.